Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Hey, 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 that is right. You are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. I think we're trying to stream there. Who knows? As Facebook doesn't seem to like us, and neither do most social media channels, but we're still there for the time being, and it is it is good to uh, good to be here. Thank you for joining us here this morning. Just doing a couple things here to get fired up on the social media. There's our video feed. Good morning, if you're uh, watching on social media or video streaming on the website, which. You know what? That may be temporarily down because of the YouTube situation. Anyway, good to be here. Thank you for joining us. And I want to talk. Look, I, I, we talk a lot on here about things pertaining uh, to race. I don't necessarily enjoy doing this, if I'm being quite candid. Um, I think a lot of... It's it's something that I'm, I'm. In fact, I told Oz this morning they're going to force me to do it. We're going to talk about critic. Not that I don't want to in one sense, but it's just I know it's um, it's a lot sometimes. But this this critical race theory, and what I'm I'm happy to see is that people are fighting back. People in local school districts are fighting back. They're demanding that their school boards stop this nonsense. They're demanding that their state legislatures step in and do something about this this nonsense, this teaching of critical race theory. Critical race theory. Um, this thing started. I mean, it's, it depends on you know when you look at things, when you can trace your perspective. I guess depends upon where you can trace the roots of something back to. In fact, looking at Fox News, they did a dive into critical race theory recently, and there was uh, you, you can trace the the beginnings of it back to the seventies, or you can you know begin to look at when it began to kind of coalesce and turn into a real thing in the late eighties. Um, but you can find some of these things that are being taught that go back to the mid twentieth century, even. According here to Fox News. And basically the idea is that institutions are in inherently racist. That there is a systemic form of racism, or systemic racism I should say, that is built into the United States of America. Because we have a racist people that started this country, they basically built this system uh, to be to systematically discriminate against people 
um, of certain races or ethnicities or what have you. And that this this is it's just a, a cancer that cannot be stopped. It is in corporations. It is in your local government. It is in law enforcement. <clears throat> it is everywhere. And it is it just consumes our entire world. Critical race theory. And it's it's a dangerous ideology because from this theory, you have things like inherently uh, people being called inherently racist, apologizing for their whiteness. All these things can be traced back to this. This stinking crazy. Uh, well, she wasn't a professor; she was a psychiatrist. By the way, I, we mentioned this maybe yesterday or the day before, the psychiatrist who fantasizes, uh, says that she fantasizes speaking or shooting, I should say, shooting white people with a revolver, going into pretty graphic detail how she would skip away happily or some nonsensical gibber. She's out there saying her con- her, her words were taken out of context. <laughs> Oh, that she was uh, only speaking what in hyperbole or some such thing. <laughs> I don't. I've listened to part of this thing. I've I read you some of the quotes, and and she says that it's been hijacked by people like me, I guess, who have a problem with what she said. As I've said before, she doesn't offend me. It's just stu- she's patently stupid. It's stupid. It is. It is. I would say evil i would say ignorant i would say deliberately and intentionally provocative um but she says that we're trying to we're making an attempt to control the narrative around race because we're criticizing her idiotic comments she's the victim basically this kind of stuff entertains me to no end the stupidity this this is dr aruna uh Kilan Kilanani, I believe it. Kilanani, Kilanani is how I believe you say her name. And if it's wrong, it's not intentional. It's not intentional. It's not. Um, I hope she doesn't un- want to unload a revolver into my face because of that. Although I'm white, so maybe she already wants to, and she'll dance her way back to the into society and forget as though it happened. But this is a dangerous thing. There is an the amount of hatred. That I that has been directed at a group of people, blamed for everything because of their race, and people that are blaming other people because of their race are claiming that they are the anti-racist. This is beyond stupid, folks. This is dangerous. This is being taught in many places to children. God forbid your children or your grandchildren. I'm watching now behind you. Can't see it here. Ludon County, Virginia which, by the way, voted for Biden, I think, 61%. The parents there have, I mean, you should see these, if you've not seen it already, these these videos at this, um, at this school board meeting. And people are fired up about this. Enough. People have had enough. This is, by the way, this is liberalism coming to fruition. Look at the things we're teaching our children in schools today. Look at the things that we have to... My, my my wife forwarded me something last night on Instagram from 
uh, that was that was airing on Nickelodeon. I don't know exactly what this was, but it was about um, just transsexual things on Nickelodeon, and I, I mean, it, some some song. I don't know if it was on a program, if it was a commercial. I don't know what it was, but you look at the stuff that's being forced with a lot of emphasis, a lot of drive on our children, on our young people. You're being forced to accept it. If you don't accept it, you're considered transphobic, homophobic, LGBTQ phobic, racist. And it's not enough to say you're against race, you know, you're you're against racism. You've got to be an anti-racist. How do you become an anti-racist? Well, I'm glad you asked. You become a full-fledged liberal. You engage in teaching and supporting critical race theory, which is rooted in the idea. It's, it's a Marxist sort of approach. We don't view people as individuals. We view them as part of a larger group. The larger group is, is the problem. I mean, there, there are so many things historically that this sort of mindset, not specifically critical race theory, but the idea of grouping people into groups and then blaming them not just blaming them. Blaming them is just the beginning of this. I mean, the, the amount of blame and the degree to which blame is heaped upon white people under this critical race theory nonsense is, I mean, it creates people who now apologize for their whiteness. I'm reminded of George Floyd Square. I read this to you. Um, I took a screenshot of uh, of one of the flyers that someone there had put up at George Floyd Square, which basically said, if you're white and you're here, shut up and listen. Don't be telling us anything. Don't open your mouth. Listen. Understand basically that if you're white, you're part of this problem sort of thing. This all ties together. Critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, an attack on our society, our civilization, our laws, our institutions, our monuments, our cities, all of this stuff. And it's becoming justified. That's the dangerous thing here. This behavior is becoming justified as though the larger movement is something that is holy and accurate and true. And it's being taught in many school districts to your children to your grandchildren, and it is a dangerous, dangerous thing. But I'm encouraged because people, people are standing up against that. People, again, Ludon County in in um, Virginia, again, it's a D.C. suburb, predominantly voted for Biden, basically 60-40 as I recall from what I was reading. They've had enough. They've had enough of this. Now, whether they've connected the dots to to understand that it's the people that they've elected along with Biden, that people who share that ideology and that worldview that have ushered this nonsense in, or at least opened the door to this, paved the way for this, encouraged this, funded this. You know, you got people like DeSantis who are standing firmly against this. Crap, if I may, if I may say that. It's a dangerous ideology. I have a friend, in fact, in corporate America, 
And I remember during COVID, I asked him, I said, what was, you know, what's been going on? And he told me, he said, I've been on these conference calls all day where people have been uh, apologizing for being white. And I asked him, what are you going to do when that becomes the requirement? And at some point that becomes not just a hyperbolic question or an exaggerated question. It becomes a very real possibility. What are we going to do? Before we, the people that are pushing this critical race theory down our throats or down the throats of our children in schools, what are we going to do whenever the requirement for the home, I would almost bet that this has happened somewhere. If I'm a betting person, part of the, the class project is for white students to stand up and apologize for their whiteness and how they've oppressed their uh, fellow classmates who are of a different race and ethnicity. I would almost, I can't guarantee, but I feel that that is a very real possibility that it has happened, that it has crossed teachers' minds, that it's on next semester's itinerary, course syllabus, week number, well, probably week number one, Day number three, white students stand and apologize for their whiteness. Does this sound right to people? Does this, does this sound right to anybody in the entire uh, universe? I mean, it is totally insane. It is totally irrational. But yet, because some people with PhD after their name or what have you, some initials, some letters after their name that indicate that they're smart people, they start saying this, and suddenly people begin, some people begin to take this seriously, people that are elected to the school board. And these folks need to be eradicated. So people, I, you need to check, you know, we need to check our local school boards. If these things are being taught in our school, we have to stop it. Folks, there's a lot of ways to, that we have to engage in this fight against against liberalism. And one of them is, one of them is to do what's being done now, which is to push back and fight back and organize against the nonsense that they are forcing upon us, our children, grandchildren, etc. We have to organize and fight back. We've got to make sure that the jokers that allow this stupid stuff to happen are held accountable for their actions. That absolutely, positively must happen. We need to see more of this, more of this mentality, more of this energy more of this pushback and fight back. And critical race theory may be a very good place to begin, but I've got to stop. I've got to stop here. Take a quick timeout. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, where, yes, listening can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. So be careful out there operating your vehicle, other heavy machinery this morning. Back here in just a minute. My friends, welcome back. By the way, the program brought to you in, far, in part by our friends at Indy Dental Sleep. Indy Dental Sleep. Do you or your spouse suffer from snoring? Snoring that can be bad enough to potentially either keep someone awake or to force spouses to sleep 
in different beds or different rooms all together. This may be a problem in your home and your marriage. If so, Indie Dental Sleep can help with a sleep device. It's an alternative to CPAP. It's not as cumbersome, covered by most medical insurance. And there's also a cash option. This is used to treat mild to moderate sleep apnea. Go to IndieDentalSleep.com. Schedule a free consultation. Be sure to put our name, Todd Huff, there on the referral form. Let them know that you heard about it here on our program, IndieDentalSleep.com. Mild to moderate sleep apnea, a sleep device that may be able to help you, that may be able to prevent some of those things that I mentioned at the beginning, which might include up to spouses sleeping in different rooms. Don't let that be the case in your marriage. IndieDentalSleep.com. Check it out today. So critical race theory. I, th- look, the things, we don't have to accept these things. And I, I know that, that you know this, but I think more people need need to know this. We don't have to accept these things. In fact, one of the things that's perhaps most aggravating to me when I'm speaking with someone about the way that things are in take whatever, you know, politics in general, but let's say people really do this with, with the federal government because it seems so big and bloated and they don't even know where to begin on returning it to its proper size. They know I meet very few people. I don't even know if I could name a person who doesn't think that there's a problem with the way our federal government operates. They know there's a problem, and they at some level mock the problem or say some sarcastic comments about what they're going to spend money on or try to do or promise people or whatever next, right? People people know that the government is big and slow and cumbersome. It's got its tentacles in all places. And in most circumstances, in most situations, it does not produce anything remotely close to a solution. It ends up spending more money, making the problem worse, giving politicians more things to promise us and yet fall short each and every time. People generally, I, I, my experience, they, they understand this. Now, there's a percentage, I don't know what the percentage is specifically, but there is a percentage of people out there who simply believe the government holds the solutions to all things. They consciously think that. They just haven't been tricked into believing it for one or two key issues that they're uh, just completely enamored with. They believe it across the board. But that's a small, small minority of people. Most people know the government is out of control, that government has gone wild, as as some people have said. And it's, it's a disaster and it's a mess. But it's amazing to me to hear people say things like, well, it's just the way that it is. And I guess at some level, I mean, we can't we have to understand the the just the enormous size of the problem, of the challenge. But we still have a voice in this. We still have a role in this. And if we don't like the way that something works within our government, we can begin the process of identifying the problem of articulating a solution, of holding politicians accountable at all levels, at all levels. It's the hardest at the federal level, which is, by the way, why the founders 
did not want to centralize one of the reasons why they didn't want to centralize power in the federal government, why states and local communities and individuals would retain uh, would retain most of the power until we've consistently given it up over the generations to have this mess that we have today. But as it pertains to the the local school board is one of the smallest uh, you know governing bodies, I guess you could say. That you have, that I have, that we have really a lot of a of, of voice, a strong voice, a lot of oversight, a lot of power in. It's, it's a small local thing. It affects everyone that's walking your sidewalks, driving your streets, paying taxes, sending their children to these schools, and organizing a group to go and to challenge to ask questions, to demand answers. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to start off as this, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, confrontational at first, but just to, just to be a, a watchdog, just to be someone who understands, heck, maybe volunteer school boards have these committees. So I've, I've had the pleasure of serving on a school board in the past. School board, school boards, oftentimes, I can't speak universally, but this is typically the case. They have committees that review textbooks and make recommendations to uh, the school board on curriculum and so forth, find yourself, work yourself into these groups. Find someone that would be a good fit for this group. You know, we all know people that are, uh, that wouldn't be my strong suit, but there's a lot of people that could, um, that, that have the the desire and the, the attention to detail and the focus to to help craft or select the textbooks that are being used in these schools like maybe textbooks are wrong the wrong words to use today but the curriculum in general the iPad app or whatever we're we're doing nowadays but to have that that input is something that's absolutely possible it's a it's a it's a definite possibility and this is this is an area that we all can have a voice in, and we should not stand for this. I mean, we are raising very confused, misguided children as it pertains to the to the students being taught these things. I mean, they they are so confused and misled, and they're at an impressionable age, even if they're in especially their earlier high school years or down through the elementary grades, they're such an impressionable age where they're still, they, they, they still take what the teacher tells them as, as truth. They don't really have a capability in their younger years to realize that they may be fed a bunch of BS by these folks. And when this curriculum is making some students not just they're being told that they are the problem by very definition there's nothing they can do to fix it first of all they're not aware of it because they're unconscious of just how racist and hate-filled they are they can't even identify it a lot of these students don't even know to to comprehend or to get to the point to where they think that maybe what they're being told is wrong they're just thinking man didn't even know I was bad. Came in here today thinking I was going to talk to my friends, and now I'm maybe learning a couple of things, but I, now I'm being told that I'm 
part of the problem. I'm systemically destroying this country. That's a heavy thing for me to deal with here. We haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> you know, I'm trying, I'm waiting for recess. Those were my favorite subjects when I was a young. I didn't really enjoy school as a little guy. I just, I don't know. I just wanted to be outside and playing and that sort of thing. I didn't like to do a lot of the stuff in, in school. And to think that one of the things is to sit there and be taught and told how terrible that you are. Nothing you can do about it. You can't even see it. You're so terrible, little Johnny. You can't even see how bad you are and how much part of the problem you and your family are at creating this white hierarchy here in the United States of America. Systemically, it's so bad, it's just it's overwhelming us. It is. It was intentional at the beginning by our founders, and the rest of you white idiots have been either, well, either intentionally, e- you know, by being evil, have perpetrated this on the American people, or through your not paying attention and through your complicity, whether it was conscious or not, you led to this. You created this. So we need to lecture you. We need to tell you what you've done wrong. We need to then... Basically, you need to apologize. Apologize for your whiteness. Sit down, shut up, and let people of in minority groups lecture you and tell you how you need to fix the problem. Actually, you can't fix the problem because you can't fix yourself. You're, uh, as Nick Cannon said, the people who don't have as much melanin in their skin, they are part of the problem. They are uh, they they don't they don't have compassion. Um, they just they don't have what it takes. It's not their fault. It's just the way that they are. I mean, this sounds a lot like Hitler blaming the Jews at some level. And I'm not saying you, you get, but I mean, this is where these ideas, this hatred, this focused hatred, intensity, blame on one group of people, whether they directly did anything or not. This is where reparations is another thing. Reparations is another thing that is pushed upon a group of people for something that no one today has done, but yet you're responsible, you're on the hook if you're white because of your whiteness. No. Folks, no. This is this is insane. This is even beyond insane. Demonizing a group of people. We're told that, well, we know that, the, the times that racism has been a problem throughout history, even to the degree it is today, it's because of this categorization and this hatred and focus on blaming people because of some, you know, their skin tone or maybe their religious beliefs or whatever the, the, the case may be. Reminded of the Salem witch trials. I mean, th- these things all have their roots in this, in hysteria in in blaming people based upon an identity or some sort of uh, identifying factor, not looking at people as individuals. These are dangerous ideas. It's it's rooted in Marxism. People are part of a group. They're not individuals. This is a dangerous, dangerous thing. It's being forced upon us. And my, I guess what I'm saying to you here is that you have, you have a voice. You have a say in this. I know it's not convenient. I know it's not, but it's certainly important. Generation, a generation of students is being confused and blamed. And I mean, all sorts of things can result from this. 
that are not positive. That's the thing. It's not positive. There's nothing positive about this. It puts a weight on people that are not part of the problem. It's identifying the problem as something that it's not. And academics are nodding in agreement while the rest of us with sense look at this and say, what? This is absolutely asinine and absurd. And that is absolutely what it is. And I've got to take a break long in this segment. Shift gears a little bit when we get back, but you're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. My friends, by the way, program brought to you in part, brought to you in part by our friends at the Outdoorsman Sports Shop in Greenwood, outdoorsmansportshop.com, 317-881-7446. By the way, we have, in fact, you hear the promo ads on, on this program, but go to supportouradvertisers.com to see a full list of folks that support this program make it possible now just because they're on there does not mean that they support everything that's said on this program but as again i've said before and as you know they absolutely should endorse what's said on this program support our advertisers.com outdoorsman sports shop also you can go there directly outdoorsman sports shop.com but um i wanted to, this is again tied to tied to to race here but Remember a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I, it may have been a month or so ago, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, remember this? Lori Lightfoot said that she was only going, going to be taking questions, granting interviews to journalists of color. You remember this? Headline here, this is at the politicalinsider.com, Lori Lightfoot gets bad news from Judge as she's told the... <laughs> As she's told to clarify, only granting interviews to journalists of color. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's plan to only grant interviews to journalists of color is blowing up in her face um, as a judge has ordered her to provide a declaration by the end of the week as to whether this policy is still in effect. That was the policy of the mayor of Chicago. The same mayor who told everyone else to stay in their homes to basically hide and, you know, get in the duck and cover position from uh, as we were locked down from COVID. And she went out and got her hair done. Remember this? Because she has to look good. She she takes great pride in her appearance. She's on TV. She has to look good. And she's just one of a many, many uh, governors, mayors, and so forth who abused and broke their own rules, politicians, Nancy Pelosi, I would argue even uh, the governor here, Holcomb, Governor Holcomb, he's Republican, telling the rest of us to hunker down. We're all in this together. Let's fight through this. He goes down to Brown County. The rest of us can't leave our houses. Well, Ty, there's a governor's residence. I get it, but we couldn't even go camping. Remember this stuff? Remember this? And again, I'm not just... The hypocrisy, the double standard, they, they know best. What about what about Gretchen Whitmer um, flying to Florida, <laughs> telling people don't leave, then she meets with a big group of people for dinner, and then she apologized. 
breaking her own rules. I just love this stuff. It's it's it is what liberalism is. It's condescension by law. It's really condescension by law is what it is. I'm better than you. I'm a Democrat. I'm a politician. I'd even apply this to many, to some or even many Republicans. You know, we get to do what we want. You get to sit there and follow the rules, but we're better than the rest of you. People speaking about global warming, going around the world in private jets, talking about carbon emissions. Then they say, well, I've got to use the jet because I've got important things to say to save the planet. What do they think the other people that are using private jets for just to destroy intentionally the planet? I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter. This is how they think and behave. Same Lori Lightfoot is the point. Um, but she was asked by this judge whether or not this policy came, uh, this policy is still in effect. This came, says the article here at the politicalinsider.com, after a week after conservative watchdog Judicial Watch asked for an injunction against Lightfoot's policy, arguing that it was unconstitutional. According to Fox News, lawyers representing Lightfoot claimed on Monday that the request was unnecessary because the policy was no longer in effect, which led the judge to demand a clarification for this uh, from the mayor from the Democratic mayor. So it's not an effect. So what was the point of it? What was the point of it? I mean, we're dealing with systemic racism, Mayor Lightfoot. This isn't going to be fixed by doing this for a week. I mean, you have to you have to shut the white journalists up. You have to for long periods of time. It's not going to be enough just to do this for <clears throat> a weekend or a couple of days. You know, by the way, Lori Lightfoot's white. Look it up. Our wife wife she's in a same-sex relationship but her wife is white so she literally literally would not talk to a white journalist and every night go home to a white wife she would go home to a white wife but she wouldn't talk to a white journalist i mean this is too much is Lori lightfoot i mean this is absurd to me Absurd to me, but she's been called out by the the judge saying, "Hey, you know what? I mean, really, you can't you can't uh, determine which press you talk to based upon their race. Just want to know what's going on over there through your little games. Effectively, what's going on here? So, quick timeout is necessary. The insanity never stops. It's what happens when you're not rooted in truth. You just meander. You go around bumping your head, bumping your nose on all sorts of things because there's no principles guiding you besides nonsense. Nonsense is guiding them. I can assure you of that. Quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, the, I, when the pendulum swings, I was talking with this about this with, with someone the other day. The pendulum on things swing, whether whatever it is, political pendulum. We'll, we'll talk about the political uh, pendulum in particular. So things are going one direction. There's a a tendency to overcorrect, to overcorrect the pendulum swing. And so mean and what that means what I mean by that is 
instead of let's say that the pendulum hanging straight down is in perfect and perfect balance if the pendulum for whatever reason on whatever issue swings in one direction then the politicians who promise whatever it is that they promise us some solution here they swing it back the other direction and so the thinking is if this society has been uh, systemically racist, which I'm not implying that it, it is or is built that way. Um, we obviously had slavery in America's uh, founding, which was reprehensible and has been has been fixed. But if the entire system, our institutions, our system of education, law enforcement, everything else, business, capitalism, free market, built upon built upon this idea and people say it's not just enough to set it to the point of what's right and just what we have to do is we have to we have to correct it we have to make corrections for the problems that the pendulum swinging one direction cause we have to make we have to make those wrongs right and so we have to make people pay inevitably in this particular instance as it pertains to America's racist past, you're making people pay that had nothing to do with it. Oh, but Todd, they benefited from it, you see. So now they must pay. And I don't know. I don't know if there's some, uh, there's some accountant, some CPA, some liberal, some, you know, Marxist who thinks that he or she can calculate how much you owe, even though you weren't part of the problem. And this swinging of the pendulum back and forth is never going to address the real problem. We should aim for truth and justice and fairness under the law, and that's it. In the areas that we've been, that made mistakes, and I'm not implying it's here, we should shoot for fairness and justice, not to create this unfairness the other direction, thereby never reaching the point of of a good, wholesome place to land. So, gotta take a break. Back here in just a minute. back my friends here in that ad last uh, just a second ago reminds me we're doing drawings to give away pairs of tickets to the justin moore concert here in central indiana morgan county fairgrounds june 25th we're drawing four tickets to give away we're giving those away to people who are subscribed to our email newsletter it's totally free if you haven't subscribed already and you want to be included in the drawing Go to ToddHuffShow.com slash subscribe, and you will be in the next drawing for the tickets. Not paying for you to travel to the concert if you're not from around here, but I'll give you the tickets. So ToddHuffShow.com. Guys, I appreciate it very much. So slash subscribe. Have a great day. STG. See you tomorrow. Take care. All right. Here we go.